Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today. We have a very loaded episode. We have a BYU versus Idaho State preview. We have an interview with the coach of Cosmo the Cougar, David Eberhard. Amazing. Really good interview. Amazing interview. You will love that. Uh, we have a basketball season preview as the first exhibition game is tonight. Yes. Before we get into that, we wanted to take a quick second and shout out our social media pages. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Les Talk Pod. We post a lot of content, especially on the Instagram, where it, it's it's funny. It's, it's we got great. some hilarious stuff it's going up. Stuff. You got us trying to make reels and TikToks and stuff. Yeah, it's it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, go ahead. And, and we follow. love we love bantering with you guys too. Absolutely, yeah. We got our first like DM hating on us the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. We love that. Please send us some more hate at Les Talk Pod. Also, check out the Weekend Watch Guide, which is getting put up today on the website, yep. lestalkpodcast.com. Yeah, it'll get you through the weekend. Uh, the games now, because of the college football playoff rankings, they have a ton more importance when it comes to BYU and helping or hurting BYU's chance of making New Year's Six Bowl. Weekend Watch Guides won't only tell you what games are on where and on what channels, and what, at what times, but it will also tell you who we need to root for in each game so that BYU will have a stronger case to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Exactly. So check that out, lestalkpodcast.com. Without further ado, let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this bulla. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go wild, Let's Matey, um, I just had a couple last thoughts on the college football playoff rankings. Okay, I yeah, just, sure. I I was this uh, is a safe space, Jared. You can vent here. Okay, because I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I was laying in my bed last night, and my youngest sister actually, Kylie, texted me just like eight texts in a row of just like this all this crap. Like the committee is stupid. Why is the committee doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is why. We love sports. Yep. And as I was mulling over those texts, responding to my sister, I just thought of this, and I wrote it down so that I don't get it wrong. Playoff committee is horrible, and I hate their freaking guts. Okay. Okay? Yeah, fair. I have one last question before I move on. Okay. Why the hell are we playing the games if they don't matter? Fair question. Why is Penn State not ranked, yet Wisconsin is? Why is Iowa still ranked? Why is Mississippi State, who has three losses... One to Memphis. One to Memphis, who is bad. That's a bad loss. Why does that um, make them a top 16, 17 team? I, I could go on, but I'm not. I'm moving on. Okay. I'm moving on to the acceptance level in the five stages of grief. Okay. I've accepted for you. that Gary Barda, Gary Barda is a no good, conniving, dirty little bastard, and that no G5 or non-big market P5 team, a.k.a. Wake Forest, mm. will ever make the playoff as currently currently constituted. Screw off C, CFP committee. Sugma. 
Wow, those are some very strong words. We apologize to the listeners out there that were not prepared to hear <laughs> such vulgarity come from Jared. Uh, you know, I guess. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not uh, sorry. Yeah, we're not. The I CFP have, committee better be freaking sorry. I have some thoughts about this too. Uh, the answer is why is Mississippi State ranked to give Alabama another ranked win? It's as simple as that. It's really obvious. why is Iowa ranked? Why is why are these teams ranked? Iowa isn't ranked, right? They're twenty. Oh, sorry, no. Penn State isn't. Penn ranked. State is not. And they just played Ohio State by not ranking Penn State. You kind of negate what Ohio State did against them. So the CFP has definitely has an agenda this year, and it is to keep Cincinnati out. Not ranking Houston or SMU was absolutely atrocious. Also, there's only one organization in this entire world, I guess two organizations <laughs> in this entire world, worse than the CFP. Can you guess what they are? Uh, the NCAA. Okay, that's like a sl- <laughs> slightly under. Okay. So there's two that are worse. One, of course, FIFA. Oh, yeah. Absolutely corrupt organization. <laughs> two... The Colonial Athletic Association, who JMU, James Madison University, is a part of that league. They're a Division I FCS uh, conference. Perennial powerhouse as well. They have told James Madison, who is their biggest moneymaker, that if they leave for the Sun Belt, they will not be able to participate in the last two years of postseason play while they are still in the CAA. CAA, you're a bunch of weak cowards, and you need to let JMU play. Let them play, man. Let Isn't this play. what you want? Don't parents want their kids to grow up to be better than them? I, like, I, I, dude, I don't get it. Okay, there was a lot of hatred on that first part of the podcast. We really just needed to get something off our chest and tell you guys, now that it's off our chest, we can enjoy the rest of the podcast and we can talk about the Idaho State game. Yes, which, I promise the rest of this episode will not be as negative. It'll be happy. Uh, it's an FCS school, so there is no line. There's no over-under. There's no, like... BYU isn't favored by any points. It's not applicable. NA. Right. So we just get to enjoy a good game. It's yeah. going to be beautiful weather. Beautiful. It'll almost be 70. I know. It'll be middle of the day. And the PR team has been doing a fantastic job with this game. They've been releasing tickets for $15, $25 because they want people to come, right? You, mm-hmm. They want senior day to have a lot of people there. And we just checked BYUtickets.com. They're Almost to a sellout. Like, they're, they're pretty close. very close to a sellout. They're very close to a sellout. So, shout out to them. It's senior day. Please come show out for your boys. I don't think we have very many seniors on our team. I think we have, like, one or two that, and, like, start. And it's weird, too, because with the COVID year, like, technically, there aren't a lot juniors of seniors. Juniors are seniors. There's, like, juniors that will move on after this year because they're actually seniors academically. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird thing. But show out for them. Uh, we, you know we have to talk about the uniform matchup. BYU is going with, quote, the Midnight Virgil. The Virgil last week was the Navy, or sorry, the Royal Helmets, Royal Jersey, White Pants. Midnight Virgil is all the same, but Navy replacing the Royal. Jared, how do you feel about BYU wearing Navy helmets against Idaho State? Thank goodness we're playing Idaho State. Yeah. All I basically have to say. Um, And we've been getting a lot of, uh, not hate, but people have been saying that we hate the Navy. It's not that we hate the Navy. Right? I currently am wearing a very nice navy long-sleeved BYU shirt. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not that we hate it. It's that when BYU wears navy helmets, we aren't as good as when we are wearing a white or royal helmet. That's, and that's it's, a fact. It's, it's a fact. It's a proven fact. Indisputable. Our two losses, what helmet were we wearing? Navy. Mm. I Like, it, it doesn't get, you know... 
clearer than that. And we're working, actually, on the podcast, on a little spreadsheet that shows the winning differential between the Navy uniforms and the Royal uniforms. And let me tell you guys, when we wear Royal... And we are not playing Utah from the span of 2011 to 2021. <laughs> Royal is much, much higher winning percentage than Navy. Yes, it is. So we need to be wearing Royal. Like we always say, Royal strong and true. Wear the Royal blue. That's how it ought to be. Yep. Okay, let's move on to uh, some recruiting news. We have some incredible recruiting news coming in at the game. Yeah, we have a five-star cornerback. Sorry, how many stars did you say? <coughs> five. Five stars. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, every year there are maybe 25 stars in the entire nation. Like, yep. it is a very prestigious, like, if you're a five-star, you are going to Alabama or Ohio State or Georgia, right? But we have a cornerback that's coming here to Provo. Yeah, cornerback, not quarterback. Yes. Corner. Corner, corner. Defensive back. Like, I don't know, corner bakery. Yeah, defensive. <laughs> His name is Cormani McLean. He is out of Lakeland, Florida. He is visiting for the game. So Cormani's actually been to BYU before. He participated in the fall football camps. Apparently, he had a really good time. Now he's coming back. Uh, on Twitter, he posted his like final five. BYU was not in the final five. But then a day later, he posted another tweet that said, actually, BYU is in the final considerations. So landing a five-star recruit for us would be huge. He actually posted that we're still in the considerations after it was announced that we were joining the Big 12. Mm. So like we were wondering if you know us coming into the Big 12 is good for recruiting. Well, this guy is class of 2023. We're entering to the Big 12 in 2023. So obviously it's doing something. Yep. And I love to see like Cougar Nation, you know, on the social media pages, just like reach out to recruits. Like, yeah, it's the best. As soon Every as time. we find out, everyone just floods them with like Cougar Nation loves you. You know, <laughs> come, so come play in front of the Rock. <laughs> exactly. And he also paid his own way to come. So it's not that this is like an official visit. You know, like they're not flying him out. He's paying his own way to come out, and he's even bringing a couple buddies from his team. He's bringing three friends. Class of 2023, Dante Joyner, who is a cornerback as well. Daedron Zipperer, who is a wide receiver. And Demarius Rucker, who is a running back class of 2024. And not Darius Rucker, the wagon wheel no, guy. No, Demarius Demarius. Rucker. Yeah. And uh, these guys, obviously, they're all 23 or 24, so they haven't all been graded out yet. But it's pretty cool to see that people are flying from Florida, a giant pipeline state, all the way out here. Exactly. It bodes very well for our future. We really hope that we can land this guy. Cougar Nation, show out for this guy, this five-star recruit. Show out for Cormani McLean. Come to the game. Make sure he knows that we love him and we want him at the Y. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the Idaho State like scouting report, I mean, they're a 1-7 FCS team. It's, yeah. You know, it's not... That nothing jumps out of the page at you. This is going to be a win for BYU. Um, something that is interesting, go check out uh, BYU TV's Deep Blue feature on uh, Idaho State's coach's son. It's really cool. Uh, he found out he has cancer, oh. and the BYU team did this huge thing for him and like got him involved with the program. It's a really uplifting story. But other than that, there's not much to see with Idaho State. Yeah, prayers up for the coach's son. We hate to see that anyone has cancer, you know. Um, Idaho State is not a great team, like Jared said, 1-7, very run-heavy. Uh, they actually have four players with over 40 rushes. Their leading rusher only has, like, 
287 yards and is on the roster as a linebacker. So we will not see a ton of offensive firepower from Idaho State. Expect a blowout. Yeah. Um, something that I kind of want to see from this game is I want to see Tyler Algier out by the second quarter. He's been taking brutal hits. He's been running 30, 40, you know, 20, 30, 40 carries for the last six, seven, eight games. Uh, I want to see him and the starters get some rest. And I want to see some people kind of like Chris Jackson, Hobbs Nyberg, Cody Epps, and Hinkley Ropati get some quality playing time. Yeah, I would really like to see what our next man up is really like. So that concludes our pregame analysis of Idaho State. There's really not a ton to analyze. We just really hope that BYU isn't too nice and runs up the score because we are in need of style points. Right. And that's huge too. Like I know Kalani doesn't like to run the score up on people, but we really need this to be kind of like last year where we win like 52 to three or something. I think Kalani understands that too, because he did blow people out last year. True. I think he understands situationally when we need to do it. So hopefully he does it. Yeah. Well, um, from here on out, Things are mainly in BYU's opponents' hands, Mm -hmm. as long as BYU, you know, can handle business. Exactly. We will now be moving on to our guest interview. Like we said, it's a very interesting guest, so you will really want to see this. Yep. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are now very pleased to have a very special guest in our podcast. His name is David Eberhard. If you haven't heard of him, you should have heard of him. He's from Nashville, New Hampshire, the first person I know from New Hampshire. So congrats to you for that, David. <laughs> uh, he, worked, <laughs> he worked for 10 years in the NBA in marketing and promotions as a mascot and acrobatic dunker. He was a mascot for the Milwaukee Bucks and Miami Heat, and he is now the volunteer coach of both Cosmo the Cougar and the BYU Dunk Squad. So very, very prolific career. Do we miss anything, David, or is that pretty much uh, it? No, that's pretty good. I mean, I... I I mean, if, if we're adding dunking, I, I did work for the jazz for about 25 years. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. There you go. That's, that's a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all, all funny games really. Yeah. So tell me that how the, how the heck do you get into acrobatic dunking? Like, how is that a skill that you find out that you have? Uh, that's a, that's a great question. I, I fell into it as I think most of the people that are in it now have fallen into it. Uh, it's not something you grow up seeing a lot of. It's not something that's highly publicized or anything like that. And it's just um, just something that if you're athletic and you have the patience and the drive and the will and the and acrobatic ability or desire, um, it can be taught. Uh, because most, most of the guys have never hit a, or girls for that fact, have never hit a mini tramp before. Not like, not like what we have. And um, yeah. So it's, it's just a lot of training and, you know, within a year or two for most people, um, they get it and they get comfortable with having the rim being really close and flipping and tricking and, you know, the balls flying around everywhere and people come running at you at full speed and, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Jumping through people's legs and whatnot that we see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so is that how you started out? Um, it was just becoming like a, a, a dunker for different teams or how did it all start? I did. So back in 1996, uh, the Utah stars had a stunt team and um, an acrobatic dunking started to become a thing. And uh, a group of us that were down here at BYU and Utah Valley were like, you know, hey, we can we can do this. We can figure this out. 
And we started dunking and the, the Utah Stars, which was the WNBA team that was here for a while, uh, picked us up and said, you know, hey, we want you guys to, to perform at, at our games. And so we started doing that. And then after one year of doing that, the Utah Jazz uh, were like, you know, hey, we, we want you to kind of stick around and do some, do some of our shows. This is a lot of fun. And the crowd really likes it. And so they started uh, um, hiring us to, uh, to do those shows as well. And then it's just kind of carried on from there. I mean, it's, it's still going today. So it's, it's become a staple, if you will. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool yeah, yeah and it definitely so is cool. like you can see like all around the country people have these dunk teams and these stunt squads yeah. that's really yep. cool you're just like you're the beginnings of that that's really cool yeah well, it's, um, it's i wish i could say that back in 1984 there was a group called the bud light daredevils uh, <laughs> that really started the whole thing and that that was like ty cobb and um a bunch of other like gymnasts um like world-class gymnasts that really started it and they were phenomenal even even with the the meager trampolines that they had, they were still really good. And so it's, we're still, we're still hanging onto their coattails really. <laughs> it's so interesting because like, it seems so commonplace now. I feel like I've never been to a college basketball game without some sort of acrobatic entertainment. It's cool that, you know, it wasn't that long ago that it didn't exist. So that's, right. that's really, really cool. So you've talked a little bit about the acrobatic dunking and everything. How did you get into the world of mascots being a mascot? Um, so I was, I was, uh, over at Utah Valley and I was looking for a way to pay for college. And I walked into the soccer coaches, um, um, office and I said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm an athlete from, from the East coast. Uh, I have a lot of experience in soccer. I've played semi-pro I've been asked now to play professionally and, um, it's not the route that I'm going to go down, but I'm here at your school and I'm, I'm you know, I'm looking for a way to pay for college. Do you have, you know, spots on your team? And is this something that that's available? And he's like, well, you know, I, I, it's a club team. It's, there's not really much going on. I have a couple of scholarships that I divvy up and this, and I, and so he ultimately was like, I don't really have much. I couldn't, I couldn't offer you. And I was like, all right, well, let me, let me see what else I can do. So I was, you know, looking for jobs and doing different things. And some of my friends, you know, were noticing that I was always flipping and tricking and just running around campus and jumping off of things and flipping and, you know, just being crazy. And they're all like, dude, you should be our mascot. And I was like, what? I was like, no way. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm not one of those, you know, head bobbing, handshaking guys, you know, that, you know, and, and I just was, I just was not interested. But, um, they said, no, 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 it's so different. It's like, these guys are like the jazz bear and he, they, you know, he does all kinds of stunts and tricks and flips. And, and I'm like, really? And I'm like, all right, well, let me go find, let me go check it out. So I walk in there and to their tryouts and they had a few people there and they had a mini tramp that was like these bungee cords with like this, um, this canvas bed and a one five foot by 10 foot mat. And they're like, <laughs> okay, go ahead and see if you can dunk it. And I ran and I, I was like, doing all kinds of tricks already i was like yeah this is a lot of fun and they were and they were like this is like that was amazing and they were already you could see the excitement in their eyes of like how much fun i was having and so was i and i was i was having a lot of fun too and then then i also danced and i did um lots of tumbling and lots of you know like breaking and and you know and all kinds of other stuff and they were just like okay we're not letting this kid go and so they 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 said you know hey we want you to have the you know we want you to be our mascot and I said, uh, okay, uh, what does that mean? 
and like they said well you know you'll do you know all these events and da 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 and then they said and they said we'll get and we'll give you 250 dollars in books and i said you know hey i i really appreciate that that you you know you have confidence in me that i can do this but i'm just not interested i i'm you know i'm i'm poor and i need you know, I, I need to pay for my schooling. And they said, well, what are you looking for? And I was like, well, I, I need at least like tuition and books kind of stuff. And they said, sorry. And so I left <clears throat> and then they called me back and about two hours later and they said, Hey, we found you a scholarship. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm in, what do I got to do? And they said, well, even they were so excited. They even said, look, just do men's basketball. That's it. So I had six games a season, you know, to do for fall and six games in the winter. And that was it. And I was like, okay, I'm so in. <laughs> and then it just snowballed from there. I mean, like, uh, within two years, I was in Milwaukee with the Bucks, And then, uh, and then several years later, I ended up in Miami and I created my own mascot at one point and my own dunk team and all kinds of stuff. And just, uh, yeah, just completely changed my world really. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a- it really just skyrocketed. It sounds like that's crazy. That's quite a story. Yeah. Yeah. So as a mascot, what was like the most memorable moment or what was like what you loved doing most? Was it the yell of the crowd? Was it doing crazy stunts? So absolutely the, the ability to have um, not control, but like uh, to be an influencer with that many people and to have them being quiet or being really loud or, you know, kind of controlling the atmosphere of a game. Um, and really that also spawns from like good game ops people, you know, um, but having that and being a part of that was, was really exhilarating. But, um, i there's also other things like doing stunts and things where just people out of character would just be like, that's crazy. And, but doing things like I remember climbing this one, it was a 220 foot, uh, pole at a triple a baseball game in texas and i there was no way for me to strap in and i'm carrying 70 pounds of gear on my back and I, i'm looking up it's a beautiful day so i'm like yeah i can make the hike i start climbing and i'm at least you know like nine tenths the way there there's like maybe another 20 to 30 feet above me and it starts blowing wind and i'm like where's this wind coming from and i'm like well maybe it's just because i'm high but then it starts hailing and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I'm looking off in the distance and these, these massive clouds are coming in, rolling in. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, there's no way I'm getting down. I'm like, and there's no way. I don't know if I can get to the top because now I'm getting, I'm tired. And that, now it's like blowing in cold and it's hailing and it, I'm getting pelted. And I'm like, I'm just hanging on for dear life. And I'm like, I'm going to die. And um, anyway, like, but so 10 minutes go by and I'm like, okay, I just got to get to the top. I get to the top and this thing is just swaying back and forth. And I'm like, please don't break, please don't break. You know, cause I, I don't know if it's rated for my weight being up there with all my gear and in the winter. And anyway, so I eventually was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do this repel. Cause I was, I was planning on repelling out of the, out of the top of that, that, that light pole for an entrance. And yeah, it was just the weirdest thing. I just, I'd never seen anything like it before. And, uh, but I was scared for my life but but yeah but it started raining and all kinds of crazy stuff and you know but it all it all worked out in the end but the repel didn't but that was a scary time in my life for that yeah i can't even imagine like how much mortal fear i would be in like i yeah more power to you from getting down that pole yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I was, I was tired like i i definitely descended my gear i was like i'm not carrying this stuff down <laughs> that's ridiculous but i've been able to sit on like the like i i was at one time i was in milwaukee and um 
Chris Weber was in town playing with the Sacramento Kings. This is a long time ago. And he was dating Tyra Banks. And I remember sitting on her lap and (laughs) hanging out with Tyra and saying, get a, Kyra to kind of kiss me on the cheek and I did the whole turn thing, you know, with, <laughs> obviously, I'm in, obviously I'm in character and stuff like right, that. Yeah. She, she got a hoot out of that too. That was, <laughs> stuff like that's always fun, you know? Oh, <laughs> so much crazy stuff goes on in the world of mascots, but what would you say is the key to like being a good mascot? Um, witty, you know, like kind of like fly by the seat of your pants, but just like always thinking of like, what would be fun and entertaining and what do people really want to do, you know, that they don't do, they think it in their heads and they're like, oh, that would be sweet. But yeah, there's no way. So like coming up with like ideas and stunts and tricks and things like that, or interactions with people, um, but doing them, you know, and planning them and getting, you know, doing all the things that it, it takes. Like, uh, like last year, Cosmo, um, you know, during the pandemic, the stands were empty. And Cosmo took that huge hamster thing where it's a ball inside of a ball. Yeah. Yeah. That? yeah. Like, I remember that going down the stadium. Who, who doesn't want to do that? You know, it's like, <laughs> like I would, I mean, how fun would that be? And so I think that's, you know, you're coming up with ideas like that. It's just like, Oh, let's go. Like what a fun job. <laughs> that's amazing. So that kind of like segmenting into Cosmo, you know, like, what has transformed Cosmo from being just like a mascot to like this, you know, national sensation? Absolutely. I, a lot of hard work and dedication and talented, talented individuals that have come through the program. Uh, so when I first started, there were, you know, two guys uh, and mind you, very talented, but overworked and underpaid kind of thing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like the, where you just don't have time to think and create because you're just too busy to the, going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And so Cosmo has always been pretty busy uh, and been, a, been a, you know, a good icon, but um, just never had time to really do, do stuff. So when I came in, I was like, you know what? We would definitely benefit from a dunk team and kind of taking off some of the pressure from Cosmo. And then it would also be beneficial, like instead of him just showing up, how cool would it be if somebody like myself said, okay, well here, I'll take some of the back end work and give you something to do. And so mm-hmm. we'd get, we'd get the performer uh, Cosmo to, you know, inst- instead of like just always training or, you know, that kind of stuff and doing different things, he would be training very specific things and specific stunts. And like, and I would, and so, uh, so like at BYU, we have like a lot of risk management and fire marshals and, and stadium managements and marketing and, you know, getting, even just getting the time to do the stunt was a big deal. And so I, I took, I took care of all of that. So it really just allowed the performer to perform and just create and you know that kind of stuff and and we've just had phenomenal phenomenal students come through here and come through the program who have decided to give up you know their time and and that kind of stuff and just do awesome stuff that is so cool like i think everybody knows about cosmo the cougar now cosmo the cougar's won mascot of the year a couple times now if i'm not mistaken like yep. uh-huh. cosmo is just a national icon and you know his dances go viral all the time Another thing that went viral, I remember, you remember in, what was it, 2019 that he dunked it from the three-point line because yeah. tossed all the way halfway across the court? <laughs> yep. It's like, there's a lot of fun stuff, like you said, the hamster ball rolling down the side of the stadium and stuff, but like things like being tossed halfway across the court, things like being suspended on a piece of wood in between two ladders and juggling knives, like 
Like yeah. who who comes up with this stuff? Is it is this you coming up with it? Is it is it the the talent that's coming up with this? How do you sit here and come up with these like crazy concoctions of ideas? <laughs> Sorry, that's that's a great that's a great question. I so having a dunk team, you know, we get we get together once a week and um, you know we talk and chat and um, come up with come up with ideas. And so really, it's a group it's a group effort. Um, but we're you know, with social media and that kind of stuff and getting other ideas and just, or combining ideas. Um, it's just, and then, and then of course it's, can we pull it off, you know, without dying? Um, <laughs> and you know what, and then what talent does Cosmo have, you know, like, and so it's just a matter of, you know, what year, you know, what, what performer, you know, has that, has that ability, you know, kind of stuff. And, and then sometimes we have great ideas, but the performer, you know, the performer can't perform it. And so we wait and, you know, it's just sitting in the banks of, you know, okay, what, what might happen next year or the year after that, or, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, moving yeah. forward with Cosmo, like, where do you see Cosmo, you know, like in like moving forward in the future? Cause he's already this national sensation, you know, like, where do you see this moving forward? Like the, has an impact on people and on the atmosphere, kind of like you were saying, like, how do you see Cosmo and the whole mascot dunk team, that whole thing moving forward? Uh, well, hopefully, I mean, social media has been a big, has been a big part of our success. You know, I, I think we've always had great performers uh, at BYU, but no way to really showcase them other than like, you know, if TV decided to pick it up. Um, but with social media, you know, the more that we're able to grow that and get, get a hold of people and, and keep things interesting to what's out there or, who, or who's out there. Um, that's probably where it'll go. So it's really like, what do the fans want to see? So, you know, maybe what we're doing in the future is saying, you know, Hey, tell me what you want to see Cosmo do, you know, and that'd be cool. Um, yeah. And then maybe the fans will, will help us start coming up with tricks and ideas <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as, not, yeah. as long as, although we, we have a running joke in our, in our crew, it's, um, Cosmo will do like some crazy trick and then some little kid will run up, but can you do a backflip? <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I don't get it what you do seriously <laughs> you know, so <laughs> as long as cosmo can always do a backflip i think he'll he'll win the hearts of the little kids <laughs> honestly i feel like i would have been like that as a little kid definitely i was yeah. mesmerized by backflips <laughs> and yeah. i'm sure you could get a lot of fan suggestions i just don't know how many of those fan suggestions would end up in cosmo staying alive <laughs> right like right. you were saying there, there's a certain limit to where these right. stunts can go you know we don't yes. necessarily want to suspend him on top of a pole in the middle of a hailstorm right <laughs> right that's <laughs> funny you always get the kid that's either on, on either opposites and or whatever end of the extreme is you know it, after he does a flip dunk and he's like oh but can you do four can you do four flips and then dunk it <laughs> uh, nope <laughs> oh, i can't sorry thanks <laughs> Oh man, we appreciate all the time you've been giving us, David. We have yeah. another question. No, so yeah. you have a long career of being a mascot, helping build mascots, helping build Cosmo. In all of this time, what has your favorite mascot experience been? Oh wow! You know, I um, I love to see other people succeed and be happy, and you know that kind of stuff. And so I've had a lot of phenomenal. Uh, people come through and move on to like Cirque du Soleil or, you know, wow. kind of getting their own gigs or being professional mascots themselves and, and just kind of moving on and doing awesome things. And anytime 
I can see somebody be happy and enjoy and love what they do, whether they go on the entertainment industry or whether, you know, I have a guy that owns a Harley dealership up in, up in, um, Portland or, um, nice. you know, guy, I have a lot of doc, like there's a lot I have, but they, they've become doctors and, uh, dentists and uh, all kinds of very successful types of careers working for NASA. And, um, you know, so it's like these kids, they're, they're so talented, you know, like far beyond, like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how they find time to do half the things that they do, but it's just, it's just awesome. And they're, they're awesome. So that when, when people succeed, you know, I, I, I find a lot of joy in that. That's fantastic. And yeah. thank you again, uh, David, for being on yeah. here with us. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, one last Pleasure. question we have for you. Sure. Uh, can you give us a hint as to a future stunt coming up in maybe the last bat, maybe the last football game or in the basketball season coming up here? Sure. I wish I could show you. Um, <laughs> we've, we've been practicing it, but it's going to be, in my opinion, I it's, it's epic. So, um, we, we wish we could have done it the way that we originally wanted to, but it was, it was so costly, but we um, were actually going to light Cosmo on fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he was going to stand on top of a 16 foot ladder in the, in the rock and then do this diving belly flop into like this 10 inches of water. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, <laughs> so we've got, we've got some of it. We, we've got that planned and that's, what's going to happen during Idaho state. And it's still, it's still epic. It just will be without fire. Okay. So come, come watch that. Enjoy that. It's, it's it, like just watching the videos that we've done of the practices and stuff like that. It's, it, I mean, he's going to have to nail it to, to survive it, but it's, 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 it's pretty cool. It's pretty well, cool. Awesome prayers at the Cosmo. We that really hope that he does survive it. Yes. So do I, man, we'll miss yeah. that fire, but then it'll, it'll still be fire. That is going anyway. to be epic. Yeah, right on. It will be cool. Right anyway. on. Hey guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, thank absolutely. you so thank much. Thank you for coming on. We had a great time with this interview. Uh, everybody, please come to the Idaho State game and check out that crazy stunt, stunt that David just described. David, do you have anything that you want to shout out before we conclude the interview? Go Cougs. Go, Go Cougs. Cougs. Thanks, David. Thank you, guys. Dude, what an interview. I know. That was incredible. <laughs> I I cannot wait for the Idaho State game. Yeah, seriously. See that stunt, man. <laughs> man, we wish Cosmo was on fire. Uh I, I say that with all the love in my heart. I like, <laughs> please, like, yeah, we wish you were on fire for the stunt, but just, but we'll, we'll still support you either way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm very excited to see that. Um, we are now going to head into a little BYU basketball preview. Like, yeah, like How are you said, feeling about this year, Justin? It's going to be an incredible year. I, I was talking to you earlier about this. I think BYU fans expectations for BYU basketball are absolutely broken because we've beaten Gonzaga. We've beaten like high profile names in the past. So now what is everyone's expectation for BYU? Get better players, win a championship. Yep. It's just win a championship at this point. It's not even like nobody even cares about the WCC championship. We just want to go to the natty and we want to take it home. Uh, actually, I think I'd just like to see us get past the first couple rounds, but that would be nice. But. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, let's first start with the roster because yeah. there are a lot of new names. Obviously, we have the return of the king, Alex Barcelo. We love you, Alex, for coming We're back. so glad you came back. And then we also have the original Fellowship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. we, we got, got 
Richard Harward, Caleb Lohner, Gideon George, Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, Hunter Erickson, and Gavin Baxter are the biggest returning names for us. Yep, all of them have played for BYU. A few of them have played, have played, um, I'm saying before, like I'm so formal, have played in front of fans, <laughs> played before fans. So they know what the Marriott Center is like, and I'm sure they're passing it on to the new guys, like Tejon Lucas, the Milwaukee transfer, Atiki Alayatiki, Seneca Knight, the San Jose State transfer, and Fus, Fusini Traore, who looked like an absolute beast in the blue-white game. Yeah, I am really excited to see these new guys. And obviously there's a couple more, you know, new, but these are the biggest names um, that we got coming in here. I'm excited to see how we how we play because Mark Pope's career has largely been defined by bringing in like a full like five or six new guys. Yep. Transfers. He huge believer in the transfer portal. Yeah, and it's worked out, right? Like yeah, BYU hadn't made the NCAA tournament for so many years. Mark Pope comes in, you know, two six seeds in a row, technically with the yeah COVID and everything, but. I don't know. What are you most excited for this season, Justin? Man, I am most excited to see our play style, like you were talking about. We have some incredible players. Seneca Knight is an absolute beast, and he will provide a lot of offensive firepower to our team. Tejon Lucas, look out for him while he's on the court. He's an absolute floor general, passes the ball extremely well, plays extremely well, can score when he needs to. Watching the blue-white game, there was a lot of dunks. There was a lot of passion on this team. This is going to be a really fun basketball team to watch this year. I am so excited to see how this all comes together. Cody Fager? Fager? I think it's Fager. Yep. The so, assistant head coach. I don't know. He was on BYU Sports Nation today, and he was talking a little bit about the game. Uh, two things. He said that the team, because they asked him, like, you know, what are you going to focus on in an exhibition game? Like, what is that for? You know? Mm-hmm. And he said, one, no turnovers. Like, we want to have zero turnovers, take care of the ball off offensively, right? Okay. And the second one was to share the ball. And he talked about assist opportunities where, uh-huh. and he like had like a target number, like it was like 15 or something for Tejan and Alex. Okay. And the assist opportunity refers to like passing the ball to a shooter, having them shoot, whether or not they make it or not, that counts oh. as an assist opportunity. Okay. That's an interesting metric. That's something I haven't heard of before. Yeah. But that honestly sounds like a good metric to me because, you know, you shouldn't punish the like distributor. If the shooter can't make the shot, you know. Right, right. No, and he also said that Alex Barcelo, who everyone has been wondering about because he mm-hmm. didn't, you know, play in the blue white game, said he is a hundred percent fine, ready to go. Just earlier before the blue white game, fell on his back, mm-hmm. had a little bit of whiplash, you know, but he's totally fine to go. Sweet, we love to hear that. Um, a very interesting thing, at least from my perspective, one of my biggest criticisms of BYU basketball, especially in the Dave Rose era, was that, oh man. 90% of our roster came within 90 miles of Brigham Young University. I'd say even like 50. <laughs> 50% came from Tempview. 25% came from Lone Peak. Lone Peak, American Fork. American Fork, Jordan, whatever. But this year, eight players on our roster are from outside of Utah. Four are from outside of the United States. So recruiting has absolutely changed, and I think we will see it. Uh, I think we'll see the results of it on the court. I think we'll see a lot more success. Um, another thing that Cody Fuger, Cody F. Said, <laughs> sorry, Cody. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Cody. said it will take a few games to find the true starting lineup because we just have so much talent on this team, which is a good problem to have. If you have depth, man, that's amazing. 
Right, and that really is going to come in handy when we're playing Gonzaga, right? And we have to put in our second lineup. And kind of what you were saying with the diversity and all these players from new places, it 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 really is going to take a couple times or yeah. a couple games, you know, maybe even weeks, because you got Seneca Knight who's playing with a different team. You had Tejan Lucas playing for a different team. You had you know Atiki Ali Atiki and, and Fus playing overseas. They're mm-hmm. coming here, you know. So it's going to take a while to get all that to mesh together. Um, as far as the schedule goes, holy banana bums. We have a great schedule this year. Yeah, man. We will have a lot of opportunities for quad one games or quad two. Um, our non-conference schedule starts out with the exhibition that we have tonight against Colorado Christian, which we will be pre- which we will be recapping on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, we got Cleveland State at home, which, which will be at least a quad two, if not a quad one win, depending on how they play. Yeah, at Cleveland State is a turning team. Yes, they and are. Granted, they're you know in one of the mid-major or whatever you want to call them, the very lowly tier uh, conferences, but they went to attorney last year. That's attorney team. In basketball, that means nothing because 16 seeded, what was it? What's the name that beat Virginia? The, oh, I can't remember. I don't remember. I mean, but we had Oral Roberts. Yeah, we had Oral Roberts last year that was tearing it up. Man, Abilene Christian Mm -hmm. was like causing issues. Yeah. So... There's a lot of these, – these mid-major conferences are full of teams that can absolutely perform. Yeah. We have a little more of a perennial powerhouse at home. After that, San Diego State. Holy crap. That'll I'm excited for this game. I cannot wait. I love playing San Diego State. I hate them. They're kind of like I, – I think of San Diego State how I think of Coastal Carolina in football, right? Okay, like, yeah. You just hate them because of what they've done to you in the past, because of the way they make fun of you. And, you know, it's just sure, it's a good yeah. rivalry. Yeah, I totally get it. They're, they are, to me, as Boise State is to our football okay. team. Okay, Like That's When I see, way. like, Boise State and BYU playing basketball together, I'm kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, cool. Yeah. But when I see us playing San Diego State, oh, my goodness, it goes back to the <laughs> Jimmer Fredette, Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Thing, so that, you know, that, that rivalry is still there. Up next, we got, okay, yeah, no big deal. Oregon. At Oregon, basically. Yeah, yeah we're playing on the neutral site. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Um, Central Methodist, Texas Southern, tourney team. Utah, which is at Utah. That hopefully, depending quad one on... should be. It, I was going to say hopefully quad four. Oh, yeah, because uh, Utah sucks. Yeah, maybe if Utah's good, there'll be a quad three win. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, we play at Utah Valley. Scary game every year. Yeah. Missouri State. That's another tourney team. And then Utah State. Utah State tourney team. Uh, up after that, we got Creighton, absolute tourney team. Weber State. And it's like, yeah. In the Diamond Head Classic, we got South Florida, Vanderbilt, Hawaii, whatever that combination ends up being. And we also end the year with a basically another exhibition against Westminster. Or what? end the non-con with Westminster. Yeah, what a brutal non-conference schedule. There are multiple tourney teams on that schedule. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy non-con. It looks like we have approximately 16, depending on the um, Diamond Head Classic, maybe 17 games. What do you think BYU's record will be through those first 17 games? What do I think? I have absolutely no idea. What I hope is if the 17, I want to come away with three losses. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. 14 and three would be a good thing, just as long as we don't lose to like a random Texas Southern or something like that. Right. Moving into the conference schedule, uh, I mean, obviously everyone knows, you know, who we play. I think the scariest thing is we have week one, right? Or I guess 
the first game. The first game of conference right, week zero is Portland, but then in week two we have Pacific and St. Mary's, which are both at home. But that's a pretty brutal schedule. Yeah, Pacific is. Don't you forget that Pacific went like twenty five and eight last year. Like right. they were good. Yeah, and then week two of conference play, we play at Gonzaga and at San Francisco, which Man, that's gonna be brutal. It's ridiculous. But I believe in our team. I think that. You know, St. Mary's is going to be good again this year. San Francisco is going to be good. Uh, LMU and Pacific will be sneaky good as well. Mm-hmm. The WCC is not like a mid-major conference. It's like a, like, you know how you know, there's like mid, like middle class, upper middle class? Yeah. We're like upper mid-tier conference. <laughs> like, it'll be a very, very good conference this year. I will be happy to walk away uh, with at least a 900 record in conference. Okay. Yeah, I... My expectations for the season as a whole, I want to see BYU win the big game because I feel like last year that was kind of what we were missing, right? Yeah. Yeah, we lost to... We lost to Gonzaga, lost to Gonzaga. three times. Yeah. We lost in the NCAA tournament. We lost, we lost the big, like, prove-it game against USC early in the season. Yeah. So I want to see if we can finish that off. I would love to beat Gonzaga two times. You know, I'm happy with beating them one time just as long as it's in the WCC tourney. Okay. I really want to win the WCC tourney before we move on to the Big 12. Yes. I think we have a chance to, but Gonzaga is going to have an incredible team this year with Chet Holgram, with Drew Timmy coming back, with an already loaded squad. So look out for that matchup at the Marriott Center that's towards the end of the year. Yep. And uh, I think the last thing I want to say on BOU basketball is the Marriott Center is a special place. Mm -hmm. It is... It's holy. Yep. And I want it to be rocking this year. So if you have the chance to go, tickets are not that expensive. And if you're a student, you better show up with your rock pass because I want the Marriott Center to be crazy this year Mm -hmm. and prove we belong in the Big 12. Exactly. Go, go, go to those games. Go, go, go Cougs. We love them. Hopefully we go undefeated. Number one seed in the tournament. I would love it. Let's see it. Yeah. So everybody... Tune in tonight, BYU TV. I think it's at 7 p.m. Yes. Uh, watch the game, you know, and we'll recap it, like we said, next week. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, everyone go to the football game. Say Heck goodbye yeah. to our seniors, whoever they might be. I guess yeah. we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's have ourselves a weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Les Talk Podcast. We had a lot of fun on this episode. Uh, if there is something that you disagree with, that you agree with, make sure you send us some banter on the social media at Let's Talk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We enjoy being yelled at, so please yell at us all you want. <laughs> I'll find us in person and yell at us. Who knows? If you like the episode, please share it with your friends and family. It really helps more than you know. Leave a review, five-star review. We love you guys for doing that. You guys are just the best, and we are so happy to be providing this podcast for you guys. Yeah, let's go have ourselves a weekend and go Cougs. Go Cougs.